0: Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Woo-hoo. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Tennessee wins. That is by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings Ball hit high in the air into right field. Going back to Sarah. And Tennessee can say hello. Bottom of the ninth, you can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! <laughs> Ridded, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, February 10th. It's weird when I do it. Caleb's not here. He's at the beach. Um, he is wearing a shirt. He did confirm. Um, he, he's not going um, shirt on the beach. So, there's your update on Caleb, I guess. Um, guys, we've won six straight SEC games. We're looking good. Man, we're pushing P. We are we are <laughs> Rick Barnes got new slogan. It was so cringe, but I love it.
1: Yeah, literally like three Instagram videos in a row this this morning.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, we're all were like pushing P, pushing P, pushing Um We're going to talk about the game against Mississippi State and the win over the hump, and then uh, we'll talk about Olivier. We, I guess that happened like that happened Monday um, when it was said that he will require surgery. So we didn't get to talk about that on Sunday. But we will tonight um, we'll discuss Vanderbilt coming to town hopefully that's seven SEC wins in a row and then um, what else? oh Alvin Kamara yes we're discussing that yeah that's a weird situation we'll talk about it yeah. um, then we got some segments what's trending and stupidity is an epidemic I don't even know if I have a stupidity is an epidemic but uh, I can come up with one um, endless but let, yeah let's get into it good start. Made, like, the first six shots, I think. And then um, here comes Mississippi State. I-, I think Mississippi State's a good basketball team. I really do. Um, I think they got good bigs that I-, I thought would give Tennessee problems. They had a pretty good night. Um, I think Garrison Brooks was six of nine. DJ Jeffries was six of nine uh, from the field. Uh, Smith was three for seven. So they had a pretty good night. Um Gerson Brooks at 15. DJ Jeffries at 13. Um, Isaiah Molinar is one of the best guards in the SEC. He had 16, but he had to earn those 16. Um, He had six turnovers. Um, You know, that was mostly because of Zakai Ziegler and Kennedy Chandler picking his pocket just every other time he went up the court. It was Mm -hmm. nice. They had five steals apiece between the two of them, so Man, it, like you said, it was just fun. I had fun watching it. Um, I It got a little bit of nerve-wracking in there. Tennessee should have got a call right before halftime and didn't. So, I, I was fully prepared for that to come back and bite us late in that game. But, it did.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was obviously out, uh, cautiously optimistic. Every time we take a big lead like that to open the game, I know it's at some point going <clears> to <throat> wither back. But, uh, we saw them start to the gain momentum again towards the end of the first half. But um, I just we outplayed them. If you look at the stats, I mean, they shot technically better. They shot 50% from the field, 35% from three. It wasn't really like a landslide in terms of statistics. We just outplayed them, and we were able to, you know, shoot the ball better and make the better decisions.
0: Yeah. Um, I think one reason why this team is so good right now is everybody else – is making shots. It's not just – oh, my God. Vescovy, Vescovy. – it's not just Santi.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's just side Jordan James. It's it's finally clicking offensively for him. Kenny Chandler, it seems like he's getting better and better. Zakai Ziegler um, is getting better and better each game. And Vescovy, I feel like he's so consistent that defenses respect him. And so every time when he gets the ball, especially at that three-point line, the whole defense has to pay attention. Like, oh, is he shooting? What's he doing? You know, because the offense kind of runs through him a little bit. Um, But with the defense doing that kind of collapsing on him every now and then, maybe cheating over just a step, it opens up lanes with Josiah Jordan Jordan James, Kenny Chandler. You saw those two get to the basket. Josiah Jordan James more of a mid-range guy, but he's able to get into the lane. Um, where he was able to pull up. Kenny Chandler was able to get some easy layups. Zakai Ziegler got to the rim last night. So, yeah, just – I think a lot of that comes from Santi and defenses having to respect the three-point shot from him.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think we've said it all along that the the biggest problem was not making their shots. It wasn't always a a matter of – not being able to find them or you know getting swarmed and not be able to get them it was just that we were in a slump and no one seemed to be able to make the shots and now you know there's a little bit more confidence in that mid-range jumper or being able to work into the paint a little bit more and so as the season progresses they're able to figure it out and seem to have more confidence in their shots which just means we're going to have better per- shooting percentages which better points our defense has always been there so it seems that they're really putting the pieces together and figuring out the best way to maneuver
0: Yeah, it's a a good time to be playing your best basketball, and and that seems to be what Tennessee's doing right now. Guys, if y'all got any questions, drop those in the chat, or if you got comments, want to make fun of us, that's fine, too. Um, Please drop those in or hit that like button on on Twitter. Hit those hearts. Um, It makes us feel good, especially getting close to Valentine's Day. Um, Four true freshmen scored pretty early in the game. I thought that was – you know, Brandon Hunley Hatfield had the first four points for Tennessee – Jonas Adu came in there early, you know, didn't play a ton. I think he played, I mean, 12 minutes, Um, but he got in there early. He was kind of in foul trouble as well, had three personal fouls. Um, Had four rebounds, three offensive rebounds, so I thought he was pretty impressive Um, from what I saw. He didn't look just completely lost, like a guy that really hadn't played much throughout their course of the season. And then, of course, Kenny Chandler and Zach Ziegler. Um, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I don't know when when's the last time Tennessee's had four true freshmen score in the first half of the first half.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's also a good good spot to be in because obviously depth like is Kentucky.
0: Huge. Yeah. I mean, it's,
1: depth is huge. We have to be able to uh, – you know, it's it's good that we're not having the problem of like all our seniors are the ones that are going to be out there putting up points. It's – it's good that we've been putting us in positions where we have to see those younger guys step up and be able to make some plays, and it's good to know that we have a little bit of a backbone there. That when you know when it's their time to come up, make sure that we're well that that they're set for a success.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mentioned Tennessee's playing its best basketball right now, and I, I think that is because of its guard play. It seems like every guard is playing their best basketball right now. Um, Santi only had eleven points, but three for six from three played 37 minutes had seven assists five rebounds um a steal and only one turnover kenny chandler did have four turnovers but he had five steals to make up for it. three assists five rebounds so it seems like our guards are just filling up the stat sheet um you know i, I think that's the reason why tennessee isn't a bad rebounding team is because they're getting help from their guards getting help from everybody um I mean Zakai Ziegler. He had like in Florida. He had just as many as the most on their team. So yeah, um, getting help from everybody and those guards. You know, Josiah, Jordan, James, Chandler, Asante Ziegler. I feel like this has been their best maybe stretch of games so far this season.
1: Oh, for sure. Like not even close. But um, yeah. After after that Arizona win, I mean, obviously everyone was you know feeling it and everything and then started downhill from there but we're definitely on that that, tr- that uptrend you're right it's in the perfect spot we said 17 and six we're in a good spot in the sec we're getting you know into some last ladder end of the season march is coming up going quicker than we know it so you know confidence keeps building in terms of getting towards the tournament in both sec and ncaa
0: yeah and right now tennessee's set to get a uh get a first round buy in that sec tournament tied for third with Arkansas. Um, Tennessee plays them twice over the next, I guess, month. Um, so we'll see where we'll end up. But there, there is a big gap between Auburn, Kentucky, uh, or Arkansas, and Tennessee. It's Those are the four best teams in the conference. I don't think there's any doubt um, with that. You had Alabama I thought would be up there, LSU I thought would be up there, but they've kind of fallen off recently. Um, I mean, LSU lost to Vanderbilt. Now, I know we play Vanderbilt Saturday, but I like our chances at home
1: <laughs> Ag- yeah.
0: against a not great Vanderbilt team. I know it's not the same Vanderbilt team that we've seen as of recent but, or the last couple of years, but definitely a, a lot, definitely a team Tennessee should take care of. And um, I, one thing I don't like, and I'll be a negative all for a little bit, but, dude, what is Barnes doing with this? Uroche, Fulkerson lineup. I mean, it's it's horrible. Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, Fulkerson tried a Euro step, and it was it was like if I went out there and tried to do a Euro step, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, there was one point where we shot a three, and both of those guys were behind the three point line.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he's trying something new. Maybe maybe he's been playing two K lately, so he's trying to get some uh, some big men some three points. But I don't know what's going on because I see that and I'm like, what. Where where is that like? Where has it worked before that makes you want to implement it? Like, I I don't see the idea behind that, so it's certainly frustrating that aspect.
0: But yeah, know. unless there's just not, you know, with, with Justin Powell and, and even Victor Bailey, I feel like you got some options at guard where you don't have to play the same four guards right every every, every time. But like just just spacing and you know with it with these guys playing their best basketball right now. And getting to the rim, getting to the free throw line, there's just no need in, you know, clogging the paint with two guys that don't give you a whole lot. I'm sorry. You know, I I hate to be like that, but that's the reality. They just don't give us a lot at all. Uroch had four points and four personal fouls. He did have four rebounds, but, you know, 18 minutes, guys seven foot, you like to see more than that. Um, I know he got his, resh- his shirt released yesterday, but, I mean, dude, if you want me to buy a shirt that says Urosh, I'm going to need more than that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm in a weird spot with Justin Powell, too, because, I mean, honestly, we can all admit he's a bucket. Like, it, he gets out there, and especially when he's getting hot in big games, that's someone you want to be behind the arc, and especially, you know, last minute of the game, you're down seven or something. When you need those shooters in there that, you know, can, can decrease the deficit. But – I just, I get a feeling when he's on the court and he's not shooting threes or not. I just, I don't feel like there's much happening there. I feel like his spot, he's not, I don't want to say he's not contributing much, but I just feel like I'm always, he's always just running around and like being in the scheme of things. It doesn't seem like he's setting himself apart.
0: Yeah. And, and so what, what I think <laughs> separates him and Santi is Santi's constantly running around. I mean, they mentioned it last night. He runs like four or five miles each game because he's constantly <laughs> running around trying to get open. I feel like Justin Powell doesn't do enough of that. Yeah. Um, you know, like a Duncan Robinson or a Tyler Hero, you know, they're constantly running around trying to get open, um, get around a screen, you know, find some space. Whereas I feel like Justin Powell is, yeah, he resets when somebody drives to the lane, but he's not constantly running around looking to get open.
1: Yeah, I just it's a slight like lack of aggressiveness, and maybe it's just – the fact that it's tricky to fit into that spot when you have people like Santi and everyone moving around in that aspect. So I don't know, but it would be nice to see him be able to get a little bit more adjustment in terms of fitting into that, that scheme, especially as we come to some like more important games and we rely on him for minutes. uh, He's going to have to be able to do more and just stand in a spot and make a three.
0: Yeah. But a really good game overall. Uh, I mean, just this game was not in Tennessee's favor. It was a late tip off nine o'clock. Um, it was the first game that you lo- lose a starter in Olivier. It was on the road to a team that's only lost one road game so far th- or one home game so far this season, and you went in and took care of business one by nine. um you know, I, I thought the officials were pretty sorry in my opinion. You know, the every time that there was a little bit of contact or even maybe a graze on a shot, they're calling a foul. Yeah. And then that, you know, when Kenny Chandler got Garrison Brooks up in the air and there was no like you gotta call a foul. Whether you want to call it a a shot or not, there's gotta be a foul call. If there's contact like that, there's a foul call. Yeah. Um so I I just thought that was ridiculous. And they they called that three seconds on Brandon Hunley Hatfield when he wasn't even in the, in the lane. Yeah. Like I'm just like, what is I mean, I saw today where, you know, what was the, hold on. I have the number from the SEC. Yeah. 77 or $777.8 million of total revenue divided among the SEC's 14 universities. Can we, you know, maybe train some uh, officials, maybe get some more? I don't know. Maybe raise, raise them to do, give them a raise to do a better job. It's just. It's constantly just shit. Yeah. You make this much money and that's the product that you put out there with, you know, you want to call it, it just means more. Well, make it mean more.
1: Yep. I want thousand percent behind that. I mean, everyone knows that basketball and, you know, college, NBA, whatever has gotten soft in terms of regards of you, you can't go up for a layup or take up a shot anymore without any coverage on defense in terms of like, unless it is 100% clean, just ball. It's frustrating. We've had problems with that forever where it's you really wish like you have to remember that it's a sport. You're supposed to be able to play defense and touch them. It's it's you know, if his arm's getting pulled down or if he's smacking his arm out, that's one thing. But nowadays you go up with coverage that tight. You're basically expecting a foul. Um, But if if we're going to move to that and stick with it, you got to be consistent with it. And you can't have blatant no calls and then bad calls in the same in the same moment. You got You got to stick with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee didn't – I don't know if this was just we were shooting so well that, you know, we only took open shots and they didn't. It was just our defense was just, just up in their grill. But we shot nine free throws, and I think we shot four of them, like, late in the game, like they were yeah. just trying to get the ball back. I mean, we didn't get into the bonus until there was under a minute left in the second half. Yeah, They shot 23 free throws. I mean, that there's just no way. Yeah, And I, if they make, if they made all their free throws, it would have been a tie game. They shot 60.9%. Nice. Um, so, yeah, just officiating is just crap, and I don't think it's going to get any better. Give, give us robot refs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pushing P. 72 63, Tennessee wins it um, in Startville. Again, I mentioned that that was their first, that was their first SEC loss at home. Um, they had won every game. They were 12 and 1 on the season. Their only loss was, I think, a four point loss to Minnesota earlier in the year, I think back in December. Um, so I think th- this is a really big win for Tennessee. And, and I think you separated yourself from that middle of the pack. Um, I, I still think there's. There's a gap with Auburn and Kentucky. I just think there is. I know Arkansas beat Auburn, but they beat them at home. On a neutral court, I think it's a totally different story. Yeah. Um, But I think Tennessee's capable of, you know, giving those teams a run. I just worry about, like, teams with good post play, I worry about that. Yeah. I worried about it last night. It didn't seem, you know, they had a pretty good, their post players had a pretty good night, but it didn't seem to really make an impact on Tennessee. It seemed like they were just fine shooting, and, you know, you came out on top. But Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith, those are two totally different dudes than a Garrison Brooks.
1: Yeah, certainly. So that's going to be, it's going to be interesting when we get to that. Um, I'm really interested to see how we play against Kentucky when they get to Thompson, though.
0: I don't – place is going to be rocking. It's going to be I Yeah. I wonder if Auburn will be back at number one by then. That's, that's what I was wondering because, I mean, I
1: looked at it and I thought, like, it's kind of good for us because I assume Auburn isn't going to just slip
0: up from that and, like, have more close games and maybe lose another one to a
1: not-so-good team.
0: They haven't been great since they got that number one. I mean, they almost that, lost to Georgia and Missouri.
1: Yeah, but that's just where I think it's actually it benefits Tennessee because then when you play teams like Arkansas, it's like oh, it's not just you know middle of the pack Arkansas. It's Arkansas that was still able to be the number one team in the country. So I mean, yeah. it's beneficial in that regard. But Auburn, and I would assume, would still hold. Like like by by the time we play them, they should probably be able to stick up there, still around number one, if not top three, obviously. So
0: yeah. Let me ask you this. Who do you think – I saw this on Twitter today. I actually thought about it last night, and then other people posted it. So, I'll go ahead and ask you, who's Tennessee's best player right now? Who would you pick if you could pick out – like, you were the team captain, who are you picking first?
1: In what – like, what spread? Like, past – like, just overall? like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Like, it's kind of – are we going from the entirety of the season? Well, let's just say right now, who's Tennessee's best basketball player?
1: In terms of if I'm, if I'm captain, I need to pick a team. I think I'm going Josiah Jordan-James. Okay. I just feel like in terms of, like, what we can do with him, feels like feels like the best, especially as of late. He's been able to make more shots. He's feeling more confident from behind the three. He's not taking his dumb shots. He's able to get in the paint a little better. He's able to work on some mid-range. I feel like then in terms in terms of versatility there. Obviously, it's hard not to say like Vaskov who's going to be you know leading point scorer probably, or Kenny Chandler who can float like a damn butterfly. But that that's what I'm going with.
0: Okay, I I think he's he's playing he's playing the best basketball of his career right now. Correct, correct. Um, that's why it,
1: it based off like right now. If we're talking like in regards to the whole season, no.
0: Yeah, and I think he scored fourteen the past, fourteen plus in the past three games, so definitely want to see that continue. I think Tennessee's best basketball player, and I don't think he's the most talented. I think Kenny Chandler is the most talented player on this team. Mm-hmm. But best basketball player, I think it's Santi. I mean, you've seen that consistency the whole year. Um, I, I just think he brings so much. I mean, he only had 11, though they're not, but he had seven assists. I mean, he was – I don't he, – he just – He's just so smooth. He's not the most, he's not the quickest. He's not the strongest, but the guy's a bucket and he gets, he, he's always, he always seems like he's in the right place,
1: yeah. whether
0: that's on defense, whether that's, you know, getting an assist. I mean, last night he was under the basket and all he did was a little just flip back to Kenny Chandler wide open for a layup. Um, just plays like that just make him different in my eyes. Um, so I, I'll go with him just because I think he brings more to it. I think Josiah Jordan-James is playing, and it's no shot at him or Kenny Chandler, but um, I think he makes defenses respect him a lot, and it helps everybody else out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. Who impressed you the most last night? Let's go. If let's go besides just Jordan James because I feel like he's probably yeah up there. Um, or maybe underrated. Impressed.
1: Kenny Chandler, which it sounds kind of basic, but I feel like he's had like a lack of attention at least. Like I feel like beginning of season there's a lot of hype there, and then as he played through, it's been fairly average, definitely been a key player. But I feel like last night, especially, he's getting more shots up just yeah. in general, and his percentages going up. So I think that was the most important in terms of just his ability to move and find open shots and be able to make the shots that you were like, okay, that's a future NBA player like that. That's the smart decision. That's, that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, I, I would probably go with Kenny Chandler as well. It just seems like he got to the basket with ease. Um, it just seems like the game's slowing down for him a little bit. And uh you know, there is times where he does have the just sloppy turnovers. But like when he gets a full head head of steam, he gets one step on a defender. It's it's he's to the rim. Um and I don't think he gives you know, he's so quick with it. It it doesn't give the post player down there a lot of time to react to get over. Um yeah, I, I was super impressed with him last night. I, I could do without the four turnovers. Um, there's sometimes he just over-dribbles. And I think Tennessee, that's the reason why I think they get in such slumps is they just over-dribble. When they keep the ball hot, yeah, that's when it seems like they're at their best. So, hopefully we see more of that and less just trying to over-dribble. Just like Kenny Chandler does it a lot where he brings it up the court, he sees an open lane. It closes, he dribbles back out, back into trouble. They try to double-team him or something, and he just ends up turning it over. Um, so I want to see a list of that. But, yeah, Kenny Chandler just looked good the other night. Uh, and only shot three threes. Yeah, made a made a long one, but um, I think his mid-range game and, and then just getting to the rim is, man, it's impressive. It's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see him have multiple threats to be able to do that. He's not just stuck behind the three, but the fact that he's actually able to dominate in terms of, like you said, getting the paint, making it look like no one was willing to play defense on him. Like he called out Iso or something. I mean, it's it's impressive. Same with the mid range and being that's just the shots that help when you yep. get stuck and defenses can figure out. Okay, well, if this guy gets to the, then cut that off. If this guy shoots three, okay, we'll cover him. You know, double when he gets the ball. But the fact that he's been able to shift and basically figure out the way to do anything like that. It's very beneficial.
0: Yeah. And Uro is just the best sealer on this team. He just seems to always be in somebody's way where they're not able to get over and Tennessee's able to get a layup out of it. Yeah. Um I don't think that's an actual stat, but I would, if there, if it is, I'd like to see how many seal off assist he has. Yeah. Cause it seems like he's got a couple of game, and I, I like to to see that. I mean, he's just a all SEC teammate. Oh, for sure. Um well, let's get into Olivier. I think that's a tough blow for Tennessee because I, I think much like Josai like Jordan James, Kenny Chandler, Bescovy, Ziegler, he was playing his best basketball too. Um so it really sucks that you know you don't have a lot of depth at the post either, uh, especially depth with um, some experience. But you have to replace them, You have to move on. And it seems like Tennessee didn't let it bother him last night, and it was good to see them in the locker room FaceTiming him. You know, yeah. Rick Barnes told him to keep pushing P. <laughs> um, but Brandon Hunley Hatfield got the star. That was interesting to me just because – He's played a little bit, it seems like, in, in most games, but hasn't really done anything, hasn't made the most of his opportunities. And then he doesn't really go back in after he comes out for that in, that first time of the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting as well. But like we said, we have that depth. That is huge. So, I mean, obviously you never expect something like this, but especially Kamwa. I mean, that's that's a huge – huge spot on a starting role and uh, the fact that they, they at least looked, I mean, only one game through that they were able to take care of it and fill in the cracks. We'll see if that pertains going forward, but it seems like so far they've Rick has a good idea as to how they're going to be able to fill that in.
0: So who would, who would be your replacement for Olivier? I mean, it it seems like they're going to do it by committee or maybe play small ball, but like, Who's the guy that gets the most run? Like, where Olivier would probably be in the game, who takes that spot?
1: In terms of, like, who would I want to start for him?
0: Yeah, or or just play, like, the amount of minutes or the most amount of minutes out of probably those four guys that played last night.
1: Oh, God. Um, you know, I wish Fulkerson would get... Uh, I don't know. Just because I mean, obviously, Folgerson hasn't impressed to what we would expect, but I wish I would see him get the opportunities to be able to do what we saw him do a couple weeks ago, where when he clicks, he clicks, and mm-hmm. he finds confidence in those shots. So if it, if it's in that aspect, that's someone that I would really want to be able to step forward and fill into that spot. Um. But yeah, it worries me a little bit in terms of his lack of, I don't know. Good contribution in terms of points and percentage.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. If we're going to go small ball, I would like to have a bigger body in there. So I think, yeah. you know, a do 611, you know, I think he gives, I mean, he had three offensive rebounds the other night or, or last night um, in just 12 minutes. But Urush I think, gives you like, he just gives you that post presence where like, he just kind of clogs the lane. It's great on defense, I think, even though he's not a great rim protector. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he, like, especially with Oscar Sheboy, he kind of made it difficult on him. Yeah. So, you know, those those bigger post players that Tennessee's going to see, I, I think it's beneficial to have Urush in there. But I want to see more of a do in, in Brandon Hunley Hatfield. Um, a do just seem – he seems athletic. Um. You know, I don't want to say Kyle Alexander because, you know, first couple of years, Kyle Alexander just, you know, I think uh, Barnes mentioned that he looked like a baby giraffe, and that's absolutely true. Um, But I I want to see more of this kid, you know, got sick, dealt with an injury, um, you know, finally made his way onto the court a little bit. So we'll see kind of where he is in his development, if he's able to get more run or, you know, because of his, I don't want to say lack of production, but you know, didn't play great. It was one one of three from the field and had three personal fouls, two points. Um, but I want to see what he brings. I, I think, I don't know, him or Brandon Huntley-Hatfield just need to take the next step, in my opinion. Yeah. One of
1: them, well, we, I mean, we talked about want to see Huntley-Hatfield get more minutes, um, but you're right in the aspect that the minutes that he has gotten, he hasn't necessarily impressed or given a reason to increase those minutes. So I think you're right. If he was able to figure that out, that would be huge.
0: Yeah. Um, Man, I was like, imagine this team with a guy like Garrison Brooks who can shoot pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, And it's not the prettiest shot, but, like, it just – he's so efficient and he, you know, gobbles up rebounds. I just wish we could have landed somebody – this off season, whether it be the transfer or one of those top guys like Jabari Smith or Ben Caro, Caleb Houston, some of those guys just weren't able to get them. And then Adu thought maybe he would be there and then he dealt with an injury, got sick. So, you know, hasn't had the season um, that maybe everybody expected from him. But, yeah, I just – I, I still think that Tennessee's biggest regret is going to be not landing a, a post player in the transfer portal this past season.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that's going to need to be a, a big push going to next season as well. I don't think it's ever something that you don't need necessarily, especially with the way this offense works and defense. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with that statement, especially when getting some games where that is evident that that's the role that we might need to be able to fill in.
0: Yeah. That's kind of all I got for that game. Do you have anything else you want to add to uh, Mississippi State?
1: Not necessarily.
0: Yeah, they suck. Yeah. Starville's a terrible place. They call it yeah. the, the Hump. Like, that's weird. Whatever. Um, Bandy coming to town Saturday will be at six o'clock tip-off. I mentioned earlier, I think Vanderbilt's a lot better than they have been in the past. But Tennessee should absolutely take care of business. I just don't see us losing to an in-state rival. Ow. I think if they were going to beat Tennessee, it would have been when it was a struggle the last time we played them in that stage or whatever that freaking arena is. That joke about the high school. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um. But they've won two games in a row. They beat LSU, beat Missouri. Um, they shot 35 free throws against Missouri. Um, yeah. You know, Scotty Pippen Jr. is a lot of that. I mean, like, shoot open shots. At least try to. If you're just going to go in there and try to get fouled every time, I mean, what a sorry basketball player. Um, but they shot 23 against us the last time we faced them earlier in the season, so that, that that's what they want to do. They want to get to the line, shoot free throws, get people in foul trouble, and that's how they try to squeak out wins because they're not that talented, so that's how they try to mask that. Um, I think the way Tennessee's shooting, I just don't see them having a problem with Vanderbilt.
1: No, I agree with that. I think you got to be careful you don't fall into that trap that yeah. we get too many fouls because um, yeah. that will kill us, Absolutely um but yeah i'm I'm in the same boat i don't i don't think i think it might start off i'd say we start off strong good environment we have a little bit of a a struggle around first half pretty much similar to last night um and then I, i feel pretty confident that second half we come out maybe for a couple minutes not too sure but we should we should run away with it after that i feel like at least that's that's what i would get but i don't know it's never it's never safe
0: yeah, I think t- if Tennessee gets this game up in the seventies, yeah, I think it's Tennessee wins this game pretty easily. Um, now, if in if it's in the sixties, Vanderbilt's getting to the free throw line, it, it could be interesting. Um, but the way Tennessee's defense plays, I, I just think if if Tennessee's able to hit seventy, I like her chances.
1: Yeah, for sure. What do you what do you think the spread's going to come out as?
0: Man. Uh I say like eight. eight yeah.
1: Nine, I nine, nine and a half, so yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's probably the uh
0: yeah, maybe four. nine and a half because it is at home. Dude, it's hard to get people to cover on the road. I yeah. mean, you just it's tough. You just don't see a lot of it. No. Um more small ball. That's what I want. I think that's that's Tennessee's answer is small ball. Yeah. Use those guards. We're guard heavy anyway. Everybody knows it. You're not trying to hide it. Just play small. I entirely agree with that. Um, moving along. It might be a shorter show tonight. I don't, I don't really talk as much as Caleb, and that's not a shot at Caleb. He just – he's really good at talking, holding conversations. I'm not. So, uh we might get get y'all out of here a little earlier tonight. Um right. Alvin Kamara. Man, what the heck?
1: Yeah, I wasn't I it's going to be I guess it's just a necessary of like when the when, when the video the video shows. Um but that that's a it's a weird situation. I wasn't sure at first. I mean, I heard it and I was like, well, I'm sure something happened, some altercation, someone tried to come up and do something, but the more I read about it, the more it doesn't Sound too provoked, sounds more of like just a little bit of beef, and then his, you know, him and his crew ran up on somebody. But that guy got, I'm assuming you saw a picture of that that boy yeah.
0: got, hurt. yeah, he looked rough. Yeah. Um, yeah, from the video, it just seems like the police department was like, Yeah, that was a lie, like everything Kamara said, and I was like, Oh, god, yeah, it's not a good look. Um, and then the fact that they knew about it and let him play in the Pro Bowl. Yeah,
1: and I I don't know the exact time I found I went down, but they were saying that you know by the time that they, you know, named him like a a person of interest and needed to bring him in for questioning, he was already at the field or at the stadium ready to get going. So I guess they said that they had the police there waiting for him when he was done, and he finished the game and it's like, "All right." Yeah,
0: eighteen minutes after it ended, he was arrested. That's Um, crazy. Which is insane. So Alvin Kamara is never going to the Raiders. I think that's probably for sure. Yeah. Um, Not a big Vegas guy probably after this. It's just weird because, like, you've never heard any issues out of him. Um, So for for this not to be provoked or anything like that, it's just – it doesn't seem – it's just a weird situation. Um, It doesn't look great for him, but, I mean, I don't think this is the end of his career or anything. Now, does Tennessee eventually take him off the Jumbotron? Maybe. I didn't think about that. Um, But, yeah, I'm interested to see what the video looks like because it does not look good for Alvin Kamara.
1: No. Um,
0: I saw some today where they were talking about him being suspended for a year.
1: Really? Yeah. I've I've heard ranges of all sorts of different allegations and possible
0: charges being pressed and jail time and. I mean, what sucks is like he he put hands on like he like was hit somebody like yeah. eight times, and then they didn't do any hitting in the Pro Bowl.
1: I, I hate the Pro Bowl. I to...
0: <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world.
1: It's like watching them just like I don't know. I understand it. Like you don't so want to get play hurt.
0: Play seven on seven.
1: Yeah, I understand you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to, but like, God, dude, it's not even entertaining to watch someone catch a ball and then like play rough touch barely and like make it 20 yards and then blow the whistle and be like, okay, well, that was it. Like, I want to see, I would, I want to see someone just absolutely get wrecked in the Pro Bowl. I mean, again, I don't want to see any injuries, but you don't want to see that in any aspect of the game. But
0: yeah, if injuries are going to happen, they're going to happen.
1: I feel like if they, um, like, rewarded or incentivized the Pro Bowl a little better, you'd see a little bit, like, more will to get out there and actually go play for – but, I mean, I'm not sure how you do that. You'd have to restructure a lot of stuff, but it's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's – the Pro Bowl's worse because it is so much contact. Whether, like, the, the NBA All-Star game, it's trash too, but yeah, it's a little bit better because it's not just all contact all the time. Baseball is a baseball is probably the best professional yeah. all star game. Yeah, I agree. With I, that. I haven't seen NHL, so I can't speak on that. I don't know exactly what that's like. I gotta think it's probably the same as it's, football, it's right? about the same.
1: It's it's a little bit more like you know it's like the same way that it's, it's you're not going to go and you know absolutely wreck somebody, but it's still at least uh, you know there's a, there's a game going on there. There's competitiveness. Yeah.
0: So, are you a hockey fan? Not really. Not really? I mean, I follow
1: the Flyers, obviously, a little bit. and Used to used to love playing Chell on the sticks, but...
0: The Flyers lost me money last night, so... Screw them. Suck. Did you bet... Wait, did they win? No, they got to be like...
1: 62 or something like that. Yeah, I You put money on... I actually, I would feel bad, but the Flyers are bad. They, they went on like a 13-game losing streak. Unless they haven't won yet, and they're still on like 15 or 16.
0: No, they started winning after the... I I read up on it. So it was like it wasn't just a random bet, but um yeah, apparently they got a guy back and they had won like three games with him back and so yeah. Just wasn't great. Let's see what that it was six to three was the final. I should have just bet the over. Yeah. I don't
1: I don't know. Hockey's not, I'm not
0: huge into it. Um, so I had this question today, and it has nothing to do with sports or anything. But, um, Fritos, what's your thoughts on regular Fritos? I asked you this because a girl was working from home on our team, and our boss was like, Hey, what are you doing? and she was like, I'm eating regular Fritos. Your salt intake is
1: probably through the absolute roost. Like, if you just eat a straight bag of Fritos, that's, that's they're salty as shit. But
0: yeah, and I they're mean, just they're just not great. They're fine, but I don't know that I could eat like, like they, they're like plain. Like that's that probably be the last chip. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, let me go get a bag of Fritos. Like Fritos
1: scoops, if you're gonna dip it in something or anything like that, that's one thing. But dude, just yeah. straight, that's
0: kind of kind of. I have this question. Thing. if chili wasn't a thing would fritos go out of business yes they wouldn't they would never exist I thought the same thing
1: it is 95 percent chili sound like that I mean that's <laughs> actually, I don't know enough people <clears throat> to willingly eat a bag of Fritos. yeah other than being like a, a dip for a chip yeah I don't imagine they would be doing too hot for sure for sure.
0: Man, it's getting close to baseball season. You ready? I'm Getting excited.
1: Get some tailgates going today. What about
0: Wednesday? the? Um, is the the Legends? Is that you? Are you part of the Legends? Are you going to be part of the Legends of Lindsey Nelson?
1: No. I mean, that one's that's like based off something, isn't it?
0: So I thought it was a fraternity. I didn't know which one it was. That's what it was. But I know it's on. I, mean, I know it's <clears> on. <throat> I wouldn't it's not it. yours, okay. So, That's what I was asking. I didn't know which one it it was, but uh, I know. I know if you
1: know somebody. I mean, like I've known people that have like gotten into it just to, you know, like sit with them and stuff. But yeah,
0: I'm gonna be rowdy no matter what. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see legends there. Just giving giving opposing team crap. I'm not a big like attention on myself, so I'm not huge into. Yelling and just ragging on people, but I think it's hilarious. I'll be the first one to laugh.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I'm the opposite. I love, I'll pull up Facebook and <laughs> your mom, sister, or dad. All your family. <laughs> I'll pull up yeah. anything I can.
0: Um, so we did have a question from Devin Arnold said, uh, no old school laptop tonight.
1: No, we're on the, <laughs> uh, we're on the upgraded 1080p 4K, and we got like. There's no black go. bars on the side. Awesome. I like
0: um, and he also asked, did y'all like how a dude played last night? I did. I thought he looked good. I mean, I, I think at this point he just needs to play more. Yeah. That's the only way he's probably going to get better is to to get more reps, um, in-game reps. And, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I thought he played well. Three offensive rebounds, two points. He did have three fouls. but Man, I was – I was pretty impressed with the way he moved and everything. I thought he looked super athletic.
1: Yeah, that was well, that was the word I was going to use. I think it looks like, you know, that's going to be a key to have. And he's going to be able to adapt to the things that we might need him to fill in the spots for. So yeah. I'm excited to see how that progresses. Yep. I I think he's my
0: – if you kept Fulkerson and Urosh playing the same amount of minutes that they were – before Olivier went out, I think dude should play more than Brandon Huntley hatfield Yeah. In my opinion. Now, I think Brandon Huntley hatfield has the intangibles to probably be the best post player on this team. But I haven't seen enough of it paint-wise. I think he looks like he can shoot. He looks athletic. um, He's got good footwork, it seems like. But when it comes to like getting down there, rebounding, you know, bodying up somebody. It just doesn't look like he's very interested in that. Yeah. So, yeah I agree with that. All right. Well, uh, what's trending? Sure. What you got? Um. Oh, big announcement tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but big announcement. So stay tuned on more important issues on our Twitter. We'll have that release tomorrow. Um, You baseball fans will definitely want to see that. Um, I'll tell you after the show, Joe. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got that, everybody. I'll, I'll be tuning in as well because I have no idea. So, <laughs> um, man, I'm gonna go high school football. Yeah. Joe Osevet, former Jeremy Jeremy Pruitt assistant, was uh on the was on an off the field role. Then uh, was your tied ends coach. And now he is name has been named the head coach at Heritage High School in um, Blunt County. I'm like, whoa, that's a that's interesting to kind of stay around here after you you got fired. Yeah, but hey, I like it. Um There's somebody else. Oh, Rob Black retired. The Fulton High School coach, retired. Um, so I'm wondering who's going to get that job. There's a lot of good high school football coaches around this area. Um, I feel like there was one more that I'm missing. They got hired. I can't remember. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I think football around this area is only getting better. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see them get, you know, more quality coaches in here, like a uh, Osved, who is great in the junior college ranks and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I want to follow
1: high school basketball
0: around or football, but I mean, technically both. But specifically high school football, I
1: want to I want to get a little bit more in depth on that around the, uh, especially around here because you're right. There's a lot of a lot of talent. Right, yeah. coming back towards Philadelphia. No, nah, there's nothing but like. You know around here it's kind of cool to see someone like especially when you uh, are you going through like the high school programs and you're like oh like you know half like all these guys that are in college and pros like we're from around here and stuff like that so
0: yeah like this past year um Southall, which is the team my dad coached and my uh, little brother played for or I played there too but my little brother was a senior this year and uh we went to Oak Ridge and you saw T Higgins on the jumbo yeah. There, he did like a whole kind of entrance to the game thing, so it was really cool to like you know see people kind of grow up in this area, and then you know now he's playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. <coughs> um, big news in the NBA: Brooklyn Nets and 76ers trading. So, James Harden is going to the 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and some draft picks. So yeah,
1: um, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think that – I don't want to say that the Nets won because being a – I mean, I'm, a, I'm kind of a Sixers fan. I mean, I definitely follow him. The, ben Simmons is not fit for Philly. He sucks there. I mean, it's just not it, – it's just I'm, – I'm interested to see if the Nets are able to, like, do something different with him. I don't know if it's just been he's stuck in Philly and he just doesn't bond well with the team. I know him and Embiid have always kind of been, went neck-to-neck in terms of, like, wanted to be the key role for the team, but I just – I don't know. The Nets, the Nets definitely walked away with what they get. They got a whole lot – of I mean, two first-round draft picks, right? And then
0: – Yeah. Seth Curry and – Yeah, Andre
1: Drummond. Uh, I mean, Seth Curry, lacking as of late, but that – you know, he was a good fit in Philly, and Andre Drummond's good for them too. So, I mean, especially with those two first-round picks, I think the Nets definitely – one, but the, I mean, Harden being on the is huge. Obviously, I mean, him and Embiid, I'm I'm very interested to see how that how that works out. That's probably going to be hopefully pretty
0: electric. Yeah, that's a heck of a lineup. Is not Danny Green a starter for them too? And Tobias Harris. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, going to be interesting to see how that yeah. plays out. Um. <clears throat> also, I'm not a bit like Ben Simmons was just like. Sitting out. I mean, him and Kyrie are just weird individuals. I mean, it's just yeah, babies.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kyrie is definitely a whole different level I mean, in terms yeah. of his flat Earth shit and whatever. But um yeah, I'm not a fan of like I don't know the, whole, the whole bends it. Like, I get it when you are where you're at. You have a right to what you want to do, and you you have the right to disagree with the way things are going or stuff like that. But when you take it to a level of it just feels like petty and, like, you're going to go start fights at practice and you're going to still chirp in the coach and stuff, it's like, just grow up, dude. Like, I know you want to, like, play for the team you want to play for and you want to do what you
0: got to do. but yeah, Until you can consistent consistently hit a three-pointer, shut up. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, coming out of LSU, I mean, obviously that was – that's huge. But he just I don't and I don't I never got it either. I get in like game pressure situations, I guess, but I mean I see videos of him at practice draining like seven, eight, ten threes in a row. And it's like, why don't you do that? Like I think it's different in practice when it's uncontested and everything, but what? Like I for him, I mean how many how many threes did he have made? Like two or three in his career in Philly? Wait, what? Say that oh, again? He, he only had One was it two, maybe two threes ever in Philly. And I remember for the longest time he went without a three. And there was like, there was an Instagram account I followed. Like, yeah, uh, like every day that goes by that Ben Simmons hasn't made a three and like have like 60,000 followers.
0: Yeah, how are you that athletic but can't shoot? And this one's like, it's yeah, I'd be like big guys, like, there's no reason for them to ever shoot, but for you to be a point guard or a point forward or whatever you're called now um yeah pretty sad yeah i feel that <clears throat> um any more what's trending
1: no i was i was gonna do the uh i was gonna talk a little bit long on the hardened trade so that was gonna be
0: what i was going with gotcha um let's go stupidity what you got um, I got this Boomer Kingsley and uh, it's an Alabama fan and it was right after Pete Golding got a DUI he said not good that he got a DUI How, however I think it's I think it reflects positively on a coach never gives up or doubts himself under any circumstances even when the odds look dim Sus- suspend him for the her- first half of the first week and find him and make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, turning a DUI into a positive is ballsy.
1: It's a major spin zone.
0: <laughs> needs to get the PR. Yeah, that's Impressive. great. We need more of those fans. We have some of those fans, guaranteed. Oh, a thousand percent. I think they're all, all on Facebook.
1: Yeah. We need to find them, though. I, mean, I want to find just the creative
0: thing that can come up with. The- yeah but I don't know. Do we have any more questions in the chat? I can't really, I don't think I see all of them.
1: Uh, in the Twitter chat or on the one over here? Cause the one, the one on here is not any, uh...
0: uh, I'm on Twitter. I didn't see any.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they came through earlier and we weren't on the actual feed, they're not going to show up.
0: But... Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. Um, I think that was the only stupidity I have other than, um, apparently there's locally, there's some adults making Barstool high school Twitter accounts and talking trash about other kids from other schools. And if you're doing that, please stop. Please. Nothing's
1: funnier, I find, than like full grown adults, like shit talking kids that are in middle school and oh high God. school. It's actually like, I don't know if it's just that you're trying to live through your kid or, but dude, there's some people that go so far through it. I'm like I'm like,
0: grow up. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. That should, this should be jail time. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's worse than what Alvin Kamara did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hot take. I probably yeah. shouldn't say that, but <laughs> that's the most cringe thing I've ever heard of.
1: I'm gonna save that clip for when, uh, like, next week we see the video, and it was just like a. Outright, sold like there was no nothing, like <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, good lord! Like those people shouldn't be able to reproduce.
1: No, I, I'm big on. I want to get some Chinese government rules in here, and we start telling people how many kids they can have, and it's <laughs> zero. If you have like zero rights to yeah. have a kid.
0: It'd be like that, yeah, that's a person who should have zero. Yeah. Um, well. That's all I got. Do you got any stupidities? Yeah, my stupidity was going to be did you see
1: the the whole Olympics with the nuclear towers in the back? Uh-uh. Okay. I was going to pull up the picture. So, where the Olympics are, like, I guess we're used to. Let me pull, I'm going to pull this picture. Let's see. Oh, I can just do screen share. Um, There we go. Maybe. All right. I don't know if you can see that. I can already. You can't? No, I can't. Oh, shit. oh wait. That's because I have to. There uh... we go. Over here. Oh, nice. Got their big ski jump next to just <laughs> their towers. And they've, they've got it, you know, branded Beijing 2022. But it's like, I just, it's. I don't know why, like, is there not a better place? Is it not like, I, I miss the Olympics where it's like, oh, it's in, you know, even if it's in Sochi, Russia, it's like, okay, well, this is sick. Cause we're on like a huge mountainside with something. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that they would even consider. Yeah. Why would you even
0: go there? Yeah.
1: That does not sound enjoyable at all. And then I, uh, the fake.
0: I the, mean, I, I usually love the Olympics. I've yet to watch any so far this year.
1: I'm, I'm the same way. I, Curling, I get hype for curling. I'll tell you that. Uh, so, <laughs> I used to snowboard, so I love snowboarding. But curling, ooh, when Matt Hamilton's rolling that rock, dude. I'm just, I'm an American. Oh, yeah, that um, flow. Yeah, uh, and they're using fake snow too. So like that's why like a lot of players are talking about like
0: oh, so we're basically an over
1: stuff. It's like what are we doing? I know like we decided this like ten years ago, but you guys couldn't get a better infrastructure going to like set up better. Yeah, area? you
0: had ten years to set up. <laughs> Expecting don't class expect from China. I love it. All right. Well, hey, we filled out like an hour. We killed yeah, it. That's pretty good. Guys, big announcement tomorrow. That's all we got. Thanks, Joe, for co-hosting with me. Of course. Um, hopefully Caleb. I don't know what Caleb is supposed to be back. He's at the beach right now. I think in Charleston, maybe. He's somewhere with his shirt off, I'm sure. I bet there's a white claw in his hand. Yeah, Y'all rag on Caleb for drinking White Claws. He sent me a Snapchat of it earlier, and I was like, busies or die. All right, guys, we appreciate y'all listening. We'll be back Sunday talking about a win over Vanderbilt. Got a huge announcement tomorrow. Be there, be square. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.